That tiny mushroom's face. Look at its face. I'm dead. He's like, look at life. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. How you doing? Hey, I'm going to cut you, bitch. I'm going to stab your ankles. <laughs> I'm Jamie. And I'm Charlotte. And you're listening to With, With Relish. Relish. And it's so beautiful. <laughs> That's a lie, but it's fine. Oh my god! Okay, so for everyone listening, this is Jamie and I's first episode together in what over two months now. Because about that, yeah, yeah. because she was in she was in Bali for a few weeks. I was in Bali for a week. Oh, it felt like forever, mate. I wish it, it felt was like a few forever. Weeks. And then she came home, and basically we were in level four lockdown and so we haven't been able to see each other so this is the first time we're like sitting across the room in forever and like actually recording being able to see each other and not just staring at like a little squiggly line on a screen which is very exciting exactly oh what a treat so so good oh my gosh like how have things been with you i mean Um, we talk to each other like every day but you know like how have how's it been um kind of same old stressful shit a bit weird it's a bit weird yeah a bit stressed eating lots of cookies Mm. uh we kind of had to rearrange my studio to set up because it's been my home office rather than my studio for the last two months i'm loving it in here but Um, i love this room though but i'll have everyone know jamie has an extensive collection (laughs) of fake flowers which were previously squished into this big container that's sitting on the floor here, Charlotte. Oh, wow. So they've okay. always been in here. She's just never seen them. <laughs> so we've, we might have to take a little photo and put it on our stories um, on Instagram of her flower arrangement because it's looking stunning. She's got a small botanical garden going on in yep. here. <laughs> I thought I'd bring them out and colour coordinate them so I can actually use them for things rather than having them... We're stuffed use... into a bin, which is very efficient storage, but we're going to really use some of them. Masavo, yeah, we're going to make corsages, everyone. Vintage, nineteen forties, fifties style floral corsage. I'm pretty excited about that. I've also so bought fancy. my box of fake flowers because we're just normal women with fake flower collections. I mean. Does anyone not have a fake flower collection? I mean, are you normal if you don't have flowers? I mean, my mum has one. I don't know if my sisters have one, actually. I'm trying to think about who I know that has a fake flower collection. Do you have a fake flower collection? Do you have a fake flower collection? Darling. If you do... Please let us know. Darling, if you have a fake flower collection of various floral arrangements. Silk, fabric, paper, plastic. We're not judgmental. We want to know. In fact, send us a picture. We'd love to see your fake flowers. (laughs) Oh, lordy. Oh, it's good to be back. It's been way too long. Um, I think I was going to go first today, eh? I think you were. I think you were. Do we need to uh, check our levels? (laughs) 
I think cool. we, we, you're just starting where we left off, so you're ah. about to start. Okay. <clears throat> Hi. Hi. So I've got some really interesting things to talk to you about today um, on the topic of hilariously named foods. Yes, bring it. Yes. So last episode I did a main and a dessert now, this episode, I've flipped it around a little, and we've got hors d'oeuvres, <gasps> or like, you know, like a snack or a little mini entree, entree. and then we've got a main. So, I'm going to start with the the hors d'oeuvres first. We're going to go in order. Um, that's how you pronounce that, right? Hors d'oeuvres? No idea. I was actually stoked that you said it first in case I have to say it later, and I was just going to copy you. I think it's... <laughs> And it's it's spelt like it's definitely ho- not like, hors d'oeuvres. It, yeah, it's definitely not hors d'oeuvre or whatever the hell. It, I mean, it's d'oeuvres. It's French. It's and not so hors d'oeuvres. It looks extremely like glamorous on paper, but I definitely think it's pronounced hors d'oeuvres. I'm just gonna go with it. I believe you. Okay. Well, I mean, if I've totally screwed it up, can someone please tell me? But I I feel like right now I'm gonna. You know, after just go with confidence. Pre- yeah, I'm going to just be confident about this. <laughs> if someone calls me out, they do. Um, so the first thing I wanted to tell you about was Scotch woodcock. Oh, uh, you know I love a woodcock. Do you know what a Scotch woodcock I is? I don't. Okay, because this is like my fave thing to ask you when we talk about <laughs> these things. It's like, I'm going to tell you about this, but hey, do, do you, you know, know what it is? Do you have any guesses? I feel like I'd eat a Scotch woodcock with relish. You would? I think you would, yeah. Brilliant. Like, bring it. Both ways. Like, in fact, oh, actually, I think, (laughs) well, I mean, like, with relish on it, Uh, but also with relish. Uh, Um, So, basically, like, okay, so a Scotch woodcock is cunningly disguised as scrambled eggs on toast with anchovy paste. (laughs) So that's why I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you would. <laughs> I would not. I hate it. So you'd eat it with no relish whatsoever at all. I would like, not eat it. I would just eat the relish. Mm, yeah. So it's Scotch woodcock is a now. I've heard that it's a British thing, and I'm like, okay, cool. But then I've heard that it's actually 100% Scottish. So I'm like, is it? Like, is it from the UK? Like, I saw some things that said it was from the UK, but I was like, mm, no, I'm going to go from Scottish. A lot of people don't seem to know the difference between Scotland, Ireland, like, both the parts of Ireland. Yeah, and North then and South. Britain. Yeah. So. Yes, exactly. They don't know which ones are, you know, the they just say the UK is, is all of it, which yeah. I guess it kind of is, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, you've got, well, I mean, you've got the United Kingdom, Wales. and then you've got, North Ireland, haven't you? Yeah. Northern Ireland. Yeah. And then you've just got Ireland. It's not South Ireland. It's just it's Ireland. Just Ireland. So you've got Ireland, you've got North Northern Ireland, you've got Wales, Scotland, England, England. and Britain. Britain as a whole, yeah. basically. Yeah. So this is supposed to be a savory dish from Scotland and it consists of creamy, lightly scrambled eggs served on hot buttered toast but the toast has been spread with anchovy paste or gentleman's relish don't know what that is don't fucking want to know don't I look at me do like that i want to know like we'll find my out. face just lit up at the op- 
the opportunity of having another food that's just a double entendre. (sighs) Um, Mm. And it's sometimes topped with chopped herbs and black pepper. And it is most often served as an hors d'oeuvre. So, like, see what I mean about how it could also be a breakfast or a snack? So it's like a fancy eggs on toast. Yeah. Like, do they serve it on that tiny toast? It's like, it is small. It's a small piece of toast. Basically, it's a, um, like, I was reading that it was, it's a Victorian era savory treat that was often served. That is not a treat. It was often served after a meal at places like the House of Commons and the University of Oxford and Cambridge in the UK. So it was kind of like a more upmarkety treat. I feel like it's like the equivalent of like an eggs beanie. I'm just so disappointed by the anchovy edition. Well, the thing is, is I've seen versions of it online that just have an anchovy slapped on top of it, like a no. really big anchovy too. Thought, and I'm like, Ugh. when you said like scotch woodcock i was thinking like scotch egg and i was like it's gonna have some kind of mint there might be breadcrumbs great right no anchovies disappointment i know and that's the thing i mean if you think about it it doesn't contain scotch or a woodcock thank god because that would just be gross because i don't want to eat a woodcock isn't a woodcock a bird a woodcock is a bird yeah i mean i'd probably eat a bird i mean is it just yeah, like a wild rooster? I think it's kind of like a pheasanty type. Oh, I totally eat that. I don't know. I, I just I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat something. I don't want to eat a bird on toast. It just seems weird, doesn't it? Like eating chicken on toast. Does that seem? That odd? is kind of weird, actually. Like turkey on toast. But then I'm like, you'd have a chicken sammy. What's the difference, right? And I'd have like a grilled chicken sammy. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the idea of having something on toast. I think it's putting toast. eggs on it that makes it weird. It's eating. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, imagine an actual, like, if it was a Scotch woodcock. But and I'm you also ate, like, like, I wouldn't eat fish on toast. And that's literally what this is. So, like, and just have it wash it down with a glass of scotch. Like, I just think, I just The can't. scotch would get the taste out, at least, yeah. of the fucking anchovies. So, yeah, it's a well-known dish in the Victorian era. And it is mentioned in Mrs. Beaton's Book of Household Management, which I have. That book is a beast. It's like 1950s housewife Bible beast. Beautiful. It's friggin' huge. The, like, cover is coming off it, and it would, like, knock someone out, like, if you threw it at their face. <laughs> like, it would just, like, it's so big and Manage heavy. your household. Whack. Manage your damn household. Um, the name, apparently, Scotch Woodcock is modeled on Welsh Rabbit. Similar to uh, Welsh rabbit, which contains no rabbit meat. Yeah. The, the dish has no woodcock. It's a t- Yeah, so woodcock is a it's type like of bird. It's like a substitution. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah, so it's funny that it's got this name when it doesn't contain any woodcock and it doesn't contain any scotch. I'm kind of like, well, that's a bit disappointing that there's no scotch. That there's no scotch. <laughs> I love a glass of scotch. Um... But I think these days, if you were going to make it, it could be an hors d'oeuvre, it could be a wee snack in the afternoon, it could also be brekkie, because it's like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a eggs benny, I guess, or like a scrambled eggs on toast with some fish. Like, I think that's quite popular in, like, s- sort of Nordic countries, isn't it? Like, eating fish I'm, for brekkie I'm and stuff. I'm just making this sort of, like, scrunched up face. Jamie's so not impressed with this, but I don't know, I find, like... I'm just like, really, like, disappointed and also disgusted by mm. it. I'm just not I keen. really like all seafood. See, I, you know me, I'm not and a seafood... And you are not a seafood gal. Like, I'm a I land will, food person. Yeah, like, I will happily eat pretty much any kind of seafood that you throw at me as long as it's dead i don't want to be that person eating like you know like 
a live octopus. Yeah, I just, I can't. Like, you see that stuff in, like, fish markets and stuff, and I'm like, no, I'm going to be a vegan. <laughs> I just can't You're deal with it. You're such a hypocritical I'm meat eater. terrible. Um, see, I see a rabbit, and I'm like, that's cute, and also tasty. Mm, yeah, mm. no, 100%. And you know what? Like, actually, I'm just not going to go down that route on this podcast. It's just not on this Eating episode. versus vegan. Yeah. I just can't. I'm not going to go down it. Um, but basically, I just wanted to talk to you about Scotch Woodcock and just the fact that also um, I read that pretty much in every single recipe, it was really interesting seeing the notes that basically said it's a salty dish. You're supposed to like, you've got your salty butter on your hot toast. You've got salt that you're supposed to put in the eggs. And then you've got this salty ass fish that you slap on top of it all put it as a paste so pretty much every recipe was like grab yourself a big ass glass of water and tuck it <laughs> which i thought you was know really what? funny i'll just use i like marmite on toast with eggs yeah it's salty yes not a fish it's not fish paste great mm. let's go with marmite <clears throat> it's really interesting though seeing we'll that call it, was... it new zealand it's woodcock new zealand kiwi woodcock new... yeah kiwi woodcock marmite and eggs on toast <clears throat> there we go problem solved done and dusted <laughs> So I thought that was quite interesting. Just, like, I don't know. It's just weird. Just a weird thing. But I would give it a go. I don't think I'd like it, but I'd give it a go. I'm not sorry. I like anchovies. I like them. I love a good anchovy on pizza. Um, that's pretty much the only time I'd ever eat anchovies. So You're like I just, I just don't know if I'd eat it on egg and then egg on, like, just... No. Egg and fish just seem real weird it together. Does, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder where, like, in the UK, is that a big thing that I just didn't Apparently know about? Apparently everywhere. Like, eating eggs and fish together. Blah. I just, Blah. I don't know, it's weird to me. Um, <laughs> but hey, new things, right? I just smacked mm-hmm. the table you with my did. elbow. I don't know if Ow. you guys could hear that. That was really painful. I like have a towel hurting. on the table because Logan doesn't trust me not to make heaps of noise banging shit around. I know. Logan was like, Jamie, <laughs> we're going to put a towel in front of you to like make sure you don't smack the table and make noise. And he didn't even look at me. And I was like, heh, 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 heh. And now I'm the one that smacked the table. Classic. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, so I need to, like, get a glass of water. I feel like my throat is just... I don't have COVID, guys. I just feel like my throat is... We're just not used to talking very much. Yeah, exactly. I've definitely found that my throat gets sore if I talk for an average amount of time now because Same. I just don't talk to anyone Same. during the day. How weird is that, eh? Like, apart from, like, a few phone calls to, like, friends and stuff during the pandemic, like, you just, just you like, the amount of talking that you're doing kind of goes down a bit because you're not in a busy office being like, blah, 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 Like, you're just sort of at home, like, with your own thoughts and whoever's in your bubble if you had someone in your bubble. Some people did isolation alone, mate. Yeah, I have a couple of friends who were in isolation alone, and apparently it was rough. Yeah, that sucks. It was rough. Hopefully they got into, like, baking and, like, gratitude journals and stuff. I think he got into Tinder, mostly. Ooh, And was just, like, setting things up for when you could leave the house. When we're... Yeah, oh my god, so many dick pics just to, like, keep you going, oh, eh? No. Like, like, just naky no. pics. Yeah, you'd need to, though. They'd be like, so... I'm okay with nudes. I just don't want a dick pic. I... I received a dick pic from someone I have not talked to for years. Really? And I was... Recently? Yeah. Oh, And I god. opened it. 
because I didn't know it was a dick pic, and I was just like, "Damn!" That's the thing, though. And then I blocked that person. I was like, "This Good. is not all right." Yeah, that is not okay. Um, yeah, I have definitely not received a dick pic in a while, and I'm very glad for that. <laughs> I'll let Logan know that it's about time you get one. Oh my gosh, he could send me a photo of his dick any day. <laughs> Let's not get into that on this podcast. Anyway, guys, speaking of dicks, speaking of dicks, just got so distracted. She was like, "Mm." "Um, speaking of dicks, guys, my (laughs) name." I've lost it. I just turned and looked at our like sound thingy, and it just spiked so high. Oh god. Okay, so <laughs> speaking of dicks, Jamie, with a very uh, what have you got for me? Very neutral look on my face. <laughs> we are going to be talking about a priest choker. Mmm. <laughs> I'm just imagining a priest wearing What's one of those like choker? stretchy <laughs> elasticated chokers from the nineties. Uh-huh. You know the ones that kind of look yeah. like a little tattoo? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> what do you think priest choker is? What do priests eat? Um, I mean, is it even to do with priests? Is it to do with choking? (laughs) Charlotte's losing it. She's actually losing it. She's fanning her face. Her eyes are watering. (laughs) Um, I think a priest choker. Like, let me seriously think about this. I think it's... Something that a priest shouldn't be eating, so they're trying to choke it down real fast, and then they actually choke. So I'm going to go with... Um, I'm impressed. What a priest's not allowed to eat. Fucking everything. No, they're allowed to eat most things. Um, I'm avoiding the offensive things I could say. I'm I mean, going to go with... It's some kind of... I mean, it's religion-based, like, mate. You're going <laughs> <you're laughs> to offend someone. <laughs> it's like a, some kind of like sweet food. No. Um, you were super, super onto it, though, with the whole, like, food that is it wait, that you wait, guzzle wait. down. And it, is it, like, a, <clears throat> maybe, like, a cheese? No. No, okay. You're, you're super on the right train, though. So, like, priest choker <clears throat> is also called priest strangler. <laughs> it's a type uh. of hand-rolled pasta... Oh. From Italy, which is actually called Strozapretti. 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 I think that's I'm how so it's I'm so sorry, Italians. I know. So, like, stab us. Like, just kill us. Because we have tried to pronounce this, and I just don't know And I good. immediately went to, like, a Super Mario Brothers voice. Strozapretti. Which is not... <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's... Um, the word Stroza in Italian means to choke or strangle, and the word pretty means priests. So Aww. it's, like, directly related to this pa- type of pasta, which is... Yeah, we'll get into it. There's there's so many reasons. Like, literally, I felt like last episode I could not work out the history of what Limp and Susan was, whereas this one, there are so many different reasons as to where the name priest choker could have come from one is that the gluttonous priests were so enthralled by this delicious tasty yummy savory Mm, pasta that they ate it way too quickly and like choked it down and sometimes would die 
and choke themselves because this pasta relate. was just so freaking good. Exactly. Especially if it has like a sauce with it. Mm. Um, another explanation involves the maker of the pasta who um, would, you know, choke the dough strips to make the straws are pretty. So basically you get oh. this dough and it's long. So you straws like are pretty is about it. that long. It's so I'm it's like a couple of inches long. Yeah. It's a strip. And what you do is you put it on the thing and you push into it and roll this piece of pasta. So it turns oh. into almost like a like a thin like ropey ribbon. Like a cinnamon um, stick kind it of is, looking. It is, but it's curled almost. and It's curled. It doesn't look like a spiral piece of pasta. It's like the way that they've, the way that they've curled it, it kind of just looks like a strip. Yeah, it's like rolled it's up like a cinnamon inwards. stick is like a little... Yeah. Yes, those yeah. are the ones. Yes, I was thinking of something different. Sorry. Um, but that's another reason. Another reason um, that they think it might be named that way is that, like, back in back in the day, um, apparently the wives in these tiny Italian towns would make the pasta for the church the people of the church like on a Sunday mm-hmm. and that you know like back in the day apparently the priest of that village would own a lot of the land in the area yeah. they were rich they had a lot of like fingers in all the pies basically in that village and a lot so of corruption yeah exactly and a lot of people were kind of either for it or against religion and it wasn't such a it wasn't a pretty pretty story really with a lot of it um and that these women, the, the farmers' wives and things, they would make large dishes and invite the priests over for lunch and things after mass and would sometimes just not be okay with the priest. And so it would be like, a, I'm going to try and literally choke this priest to death because we don't like him. We don't, like deli- we don't like religion. We're going to try and take this motherfucker down. So Love it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's super interesting. I was wondering if it was going to go that way where it's like the guy who made the pasta was actually like a serial priest killer or something. It's kind of what I've read a lot about. And so they were literally hoping to choke the priest with each twist of dough that they were making. They were like, is this going to be the one? I just spat on my computer. They were like imbuing it with their intention. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really interesting. Um, Italian women, damn. I I read a quote from someone that said, the Strozza Pretty is so mouth-watering it'll melt on your tongue and it's slippery enough to run down your throat. Given their short but thick size, it's quite easy to get into a dangerous eating frenzy. So have they not heard of chewing? I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure. Maybe it's like it just went down the rabbit hole. Who knows? Yeah. Like it was just like I'm so hungry after church. Nom nom noms. Um and then another story that I heard is that the pasta resembles the clerical collar, the white collar, oh, yeah. commonly referred to as a priest choker. Um so yeah, like these days, um, it's super delish served with like casseroles and ragouts and stuff. It's not oh, so I love much a ragu. Yeah, and apparently the um the type of pasta that it is just sort of clings onto sauce. So it's really no, good it's for like, like starting sauce and like, up. Oh yeah. fucking yeah. delicious. Um yeah, so next time you're in central Italy, don't forget to chew a lot before you just chew. maybe get some straws of pretty on the menu. Um, make sure that you swallow it carefully and 
maybe masticate appropriately. Get a nice glass of red wine or something to go with it. Like just make sure that you're you're slowly eating that straza. <laughs> Public service announcements from Charlotte. <laughs> Don't die in Italy because that would not be fun. Oh my god, that's such a bad joke right now. Oh Jesus, I'm gonna go to hell. You are a anyway, terrible person. I'm going to hell. Anyway, that's um, those are my two sort of hilariously named foods for Love this it. episode. On to you, my friend. I'm going to put my phone on silent because it just beeped because oh, I forgot phone? to do that. That is hilarious. Sorry, guys. Jamie's oh, a popular, she's a popular dame. I'm very popular. <clears throat> so popular. Okay, well, today... I have a treat for you. You know Mm-mm. I love my puds. Oh, yeah. So we're starting with a pud. It sounded so like, oh, yeah. <laughs> love a pud. Love a good pud. Love a pud. <laughs> and today, I'll be introducing you to the hilariously named Kaluti Dumpling. Ooh, like C-L-O-O-T-Y? T-I-E, actually. Kaluti. Kaluti. I kind of love that. Kind of cute. Oh my god. Okay. Do I need to know what it is? Can I like guess? You can guess. A clute's dumpling. Maybe like. Oh, okay. Um, is it maybe got something inside it? I mean, it's. Does it have a filled thing inside it? No. So it's like a starchy dumpling. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. I'm so excited. You need to just tell me what it is. So a clutey dumpling is a boiled pudding from Scotland. Ooh. A steaming hot spice treat to warm the coldest of nights and closely associated with Christmas and Hogmanay. I don't know if that's how you say it. I should because my family's Scottish. Same. But I don't. Hogmanay. But Hogmanay is Scottish you, New Year's Eve. How do you spell it? Like hog. Yep. Man. A. Like A-Y-E. A-Y. A-Y. Hogmanay. 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 Dunno. I'll ask Louise. Ask Louise. Just ask her to, to read it and she'll know. Yeah, no, Louise I will. Is, I will. is proper Scottish, mm. not like second generation, third generation Scottish. Nice. Okay. So traditionally, clutey recipes were handed down from generation to generation, leading to a thousand variations. But the basic ingredients usually include flour, breadcrumbs, dried fruit, like sultanas or currants. Uh, suet, sugar, spices, and milk. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it had golden syrup or treacle, depending on where you were from. Suet. Fat. Su- is, this, is that suey? Suey? Suet? Suet? Is that how you say it? S-U-E-T. S-U-E-T. I don't know. But it's like pig fat, it's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like fat. Yeah, suet. okay. Right. Um, so it's kind of like a plum pudding or steam pudding, but a little bit less rich. Mm, yum. So you mix all of the ingredients into a dough, wrap it up in a floured cloth, Apparently an old pillowcase is, like, perfect. Amazing. You pop it in a big pot of boiling water and simmer it for a few hours. In the old days, you'd pull the pudding out, peel off the cloth, and leave it near the fire to, like, dry out and form a crust. Mm-hmm. But now you can just chuck it in the oven for a little bit. Right. No fire required. Mm, I love the idea of roasting your pud by the fire for I a know. bit, though. I feel like it would... My nana heats things up on top of her fire all yeah. the time. Well, when I was growing up as well, we would put chestnuts on the fire and, like, cook chestnuts and, like, eat I them. I don't think I've ever eaten a chestnut. Really? I've oh had a gosh. water chestnut. Ah. Like, I definitely... And, like, we'd put baked apples in the fire, too. And you just cook them yeah, in yeah, the fire apples, on yeah. the ashes, on My the My nana used to put soup 
pots on top of the fire. It's so interesting. Yeah. I love it when people still cook by fire. Like, yeah. I just think it's so fun. It's nice. Mm. It's nice. So, clearly this sounds fucking delicious, mm-hmm. but why is it named something that sounds like cooties? Cooties sounds like another name for a vagina. Yeah. Like, say it. Or, like, you've got cooties. Yeah. Um, so it's because the cloth that it's wrapped in is a clute. Clute or clout is the Scots word for a piece of cloth or leather or mm. a rag or an item of clothing. So it's just kind of anything fabric-y. Right. Is a clute. Cute. Therefore, a dumpling cooked in a clute is a clutey dumpling. Oh, it's a fabric-y dumpling. I love it. So cute, right? Yeah, I think it sounds just, it sounds really similar to like how you would make like a really old traditional like plum pud or something. Yeah. Like a Christmas pud. And being wrapped in fabric is super important to the recipe because it creates like glutinous skin mm. on the outside of the pudding, which is absolutely, unquestionably essential to mm. the identity of the clouty dumpling. Right. Like, you have to have that glutinous skin that then turns into a crust when mm. you dry it out. Yum. And our historical bestie, Hannah Glass, who I mentioned at least once an episode, <laughs> had a recipe in her 1747 must-read, The Art of Cookery. Nice. For clouty dumpling. Well, it's actually for a boiled plum pudding, Yum. but it's, like, identical to a modern-day clouty dumpling recipe. Which means that the basic recipe hasn't changed in almost 300 years. I love that. So this is a solid pud. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's perfect. It has not needed, like, to be yeah. changed or like, adapted, Like, everyone's really. got their little variations, but the basic thing has stayed the same for, like, 300 years. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. We need to make one. We should. Like, we need to make one. Because I've that got a pillowcase awesome. this oh, afternoon. Oh, so many go. pillowcases. Okay. <laughs> and um, the traditions around it don't seem to have changed very much either. To start with, when the old clouty dump is being made, you stir some lucky charms into the batter and then you wrap it up and everyone gives it a scalp. Mm. And a scalp is just like a smack on the pud to give it a nice <laughs> round shape. Smack that pud's bum. You're just smacking that pud. Smack, smack that, that all on the floor. Smack, smack that. that. Smack that pud butt. Yeah, okay, I just feel like that is the cutest thing in the world. So I just think they're just like the kind of butt. jiggling it to make it like a nice round pud. I would grab underneath it and just be like boop 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 on its pud bum. Yeah. <laughs> so I was expecting the next step would be that you douse it in brandy and set it on fire. Of course. But apparently no. What? Which so shocks no me because my family will put alcohol on anything. Is there no brandy or anything no. in this dish? No. That's interesting. See, that's like a massive like defining. Mm point of I difference. I guess because quite often putting alcohol and stuff is to make it last mm. but this they were like we're just going to eat it bitch. We're going to eat this tonight. It's not going to last. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to actually serving it. So you cut a big chunky slab of Cloody dumpling mm. drown it in custard Yum. because the British the Scottish. It's everything, British darling. Everything has custard on it. <laughs> and then try not to choke on a lucky charm. Oh, and when you say that they put Lucky Charms in it, I'm thinking of Lucky Charms that, like, American cereal. No, no, so, no. So my family actually does this. Like, I grew up with this. Your family you is get, so like... odd, and I love it. I'm like, live, I, like, want Jamie's family to just adopt me. I mean, I basically am part just, of the family. Just my nan. Yeah. Everyone else is a little crazy, but my nan's Oh, I great. love your nana cake. Um, so, you know, they're, like, little... 
almost like charm bracelet, like little metal thing. Oh shit! So like you devs need to make sure yeah, you're not you choking on that. Yeah, you don't want to bite down on one. Okay, that's like so a too fake used, waiting to happen. Yeah, my family used to put like a coin in there, mm. um, like a little wishbone. Um, I think there was like a button and if you get the button or a thimble like if a bloke gets a button and a girl gets a thimble it means you're going to be single forever oh my god a thimble (laughs) imagine that going down your damn throat yeah (laughs) if you get uh if you find a coin it means you're going to be rich Mm -hmm. if you get a ring it means you're going to get married yeah if you find the wishbone it means you're going to get your heart's desire and if you don't find anything, you get the Heimlich because you've swallowed it. Stink. <laughs> that sucks. So you really want to hope that you find something so, like, in your pud. You either like smush your cake around a little bit first and find it, or you just chew really carefully. Because you're like, because um, you don't. That's like a dentist trip. Like you don't want to bite down on a coin. I was gonna say that's that's an expensive wee bit of pud there that you're yeah. gonna have to be chomping on to. Uh, but like, I don't remember tooth. ever like biting one mm. you'd either eat it kind of slowly and like feel around for like, it mm, or it you'd kind of like go to cut your pudding and see it fall out or and like, you'd like hit it with your spoon or whatever yeah yeah ah, interesting i love it so it's generally like there's one in there for each person cool. who's going to be there sort of thing so that's a cludy dumpling um and another political fun fact following on from my uh spotted dick fact in parliament last week love it is that clutie dumpling is also the nickname for the logo of the scottish national party which looks like a little upside down fundraising ribbon right you know like the little aids and pink ribbons yeah it's kind of like that but upside down so it looks like a little bag of dumplings that's really sweet how interesting I love it. I the Clutie sh- Dumpling Party. I want to eat a Clutie Dumpling so badly, but like instead of, like, I want to eat like a plum one. I feel like it's a, a plum pudding, I is think. It, so that's that like a steam separate? pudding, uh, yeah. That's okay. different. Well, I want to eat a Clutie Dumpling then. I just want a steam pudding. I fucking love I steam pudding. I want to slap its pud butt. You'll slap its little butt. <laughs> that absolutely has like made my day just knowing that like back in the day there were these people just like going around like you smack the pud butt now and like you just smack its base and like give just... a little scalp yeah i love it it's cute cute. It's so cute we have to ask our friend louise if she's ever smacked a pud yeah yeah <laughs> i wonder if she has probably not probably not but <laughs> She should have though. Yeah, she can't, she can't be country. Scottish. She can't be Scottish. <laughs> okay, so that's Cludy Dumpling. Woohoo! The second hilariously named food is actually a twofer. You get two for one. Ooh, okay. So we have angels on horseback and devils on horseback. Oh, yeah. So we kind of have a religious theme going this we episode. We really do, don't we? Yeah. This is amazing. We, Jamie and I, I feel like we need to reiterate the fact that Jamie and I don't share what we're talking about with each other until the day, as in like the second that we say it out loud. So like, yeah, I have no idea what she's talking about. Um, and it's just more fun that way. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's kind of cute that we have like a little religious theme this episode. Mm. Angels on horseback? Yes. Or devils on horseback? Both. I'm taking you to the church of bacon wrapped foods. I'm honestly like, I have no clue what this is. So. Do you want to have a guess? An angel on horseback? Silence. You said it's got bacon. It's got bacon. 
But what the hell is the bacon wrapped around? That's the question. <laughs> that is the question. Is it like a weird... Is it like a weird... I'm th- I just keep thinking of like asparagus wrapped in bacon. No, but, but then it I'm is like, delicious. Asparagus is not angelic, is it? At all? It's no. green spears. Like, how is that an it's angel? It's an alien on horseback. I know. I'm like, um, alien tree with horseback. <laughs> tree <Fuck>. on horseback. <laughs> all right, well, I will okay, tell you. I have you. no idea, and I really want to know what the difference between the two is. Okay, so a <clears throat> devil on horseback is a tea-soaked prune wrapped in bacon and grilled. <laughs> what the fuck? Is there anything more British than soaking a prune in tea? I have to ask. No, there isn't. <gasps> what the hell? <laughs> And okay. an angel on horseback is the same, but it's an oyster wrapped in bacon. What the and grilled. hell? So you've got, like, dinner and dessert sorted. Kind of. That is so weird. Oysters are tiny. So you just, like, wrap up a piece of snot and some bacon. Yeah. I'm so confused why this exists. <laughs> so angels on horseback were born in the Victorian era. They reached their peak in 1960s and 70s America. Of course they did. Uh, The internet tells me that angels on horseback are named that because as the oyster cooks, it like curls up to resemble wings. I am not sure where the horse part came from. Maybe angels on piggyback just sounded too silly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, why is it a horse? Angels on horseback. Like, like, an oyster cooked that curls up. Like, it's on bacon. It would be an... Angel on piggyback. Angel on pigback. Yeah. Angel on swine. Yeah. Angel on hogs. I'm like <laughs> so confused. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's weird. That's it's weird, weird, right? So that brings me to our wee devils. Okay. So food cooked in hot sauce is often referred to as deviled. Yeah. Because of the connection between the devil and the fiery depths of hell. Mm. Ooh, uh, uh, so you get uh, like deviled sausages and, and deviled eating eggs. That naughty ass piece of fruit from that tree. Mm-hmm. Girl, no, you didn't. <laughs> so all of the early recipes for devils on horseback were flavored with cayenne pepper or curry paste or mustard or something hot and spicy, mm-hmm. thus making them deviled. Yeah. So it's a devil on horseback. Not. Still not sure why it's a horseback. Not sure why... I mean, was it originally wrapped in horse meat? Or has it always been bacon? Apparently it's always been bacon. We must get to the bottom of this, my friend. I think it's just that putting something on piggyback sounded too weird. I'm so confused. Go on. I will. So, the North Queensland Register, an Australian newspaper, published a Devils on Horseback recipe in 1896... Except that these devils didn't have prunes. Oh. They had sardines sprinkled with cayenne pepper. Fuck off. <laughs> no. Like, if if that's not the devil's mahi, I don't know what is. I am it's... so... That's too much. That it is sounds like hellish. a cardiac arrest waiting to happen. That is like <laughs> salt upon salt upon. Let's just put some more salt on that. It's just disgusting and a hideous misuse of bacon. I can't deal. No. <laughs> I mean, I'll happily eat the two separate, but that's so salty. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, by the earliest twentieth, by the by the early twentieth century. People realise that that's fucking disgusting and that even bacons can't make sardines tasty. So they replaced the offending fish with a tea-soaked prune. 
Like, that was the next best option. I mean, they're so similar and the same colour and taste. Why wouldn't they <laughs> just put them together? And they didn't change the name. It was just like, nah, we're using prunes now. Actually, you know what, George? We're going to swap this sardine out and chuck in a prune, old chap. Yeah. Like, I because don't... I thought it was a great idea. I just <laughs> happened to have some tea-soaked prunes. Some prunes. Here's some I prepared earlier. Yes. Happened to be soaked in tea, sir. Delicious. Sir. Yes. <laughs> I just what is going on? Also, was it hot tea or cold tea they were soaked in? Because I don't know about you, but I have definitely made prunes soaked. Like I've made things with soaked prunes before. I've put them in um, overnight oats. I've put them in eat, like um, cakes and puddings and things. Prunes soaked in hot water turn to mush. Well, I'm going to get there. Yeah, you will. Just just wait. Just wait. Because my mind's like, what is going on? Yeah. So both angels and devils on horseback died a slow death sometime in the 1980s. Thank fuck. Probably because people are lazy and wrapping small things in bacon seemed like a pain in the ass. Mm. Also, America hates prunes. Do they actually? They hate prunes so much that the California Prune Board spent a small fortune on market research to Mm. find out why they weren't selling anything. And they learned that their target audience of women between 25 and 54 Mm -hmm. saw prunes as like a grandma food. I mean, they kind of are, but I love downing a bag of prunes. Just you got to watch with the bathroom and stuff afterwards. You don't want to eat too many. Yeah. Learned that the hard way. (laughs) You're gross. Yeah. So the California Prune Board then spent another small fortune petitioning the FDA to allow them to market prunes as dried plums. (laughs) And now they're known as the California Dried Plum Board. Oh my god, that is so funny. And apparently that made all the difference. Wow. Just Americans were like, what? They never realized they were dried plums? I don't know. Yeah, that's really weird. It's actually amazing how many people don't know what dried things are of the real ripe thing. That's true. It baffles me. I mean, that's why we're here. We're doing a a service to the world. Exactly. Yeah. Funny. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Oh, I want prunes now. I've got I some in eat, the like, fridge. Do you actually? Yeah. I'd love a, like, a little prune snack. I've got some. Okay. But let's face it. Jamie helping me with my fiber since <laughs> way back. I'm here for you. <laughs> Girl, I got you. <laughs> the other reason we probably got prunes is because oysters are no longer a poor man's food. Mm. Oysters are effing expensive now. Same with crayfish and like yeah, lobster. Lobster. And prunes are a hell of a lot cheaper. And most of us has, have remembered that we love anything wrapped in bacon. So we're like, yeah, just chuck a prune in instead. She'll be right. Mm. And sometimes the prune is stuffed with a whole almond or some mango chutney. Hmm. And I'm kind of on board with mango chutney. Same. In a that sounds bacon. yummy. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like sweet and salty is a yeah. classic flavor combination. It sounds it great. Goes way back. Sounds so. delish. Yeah. But to bring it back to your soaking in tea question, why prunes in tea? Mm. Why? Like why? Not just because they're British, but also because soaking the prunes in tea softens them and makes it easier to stuff them. Ah. And it gives them a nice subtle t- flavour. Okay. So boom, tea for the win, stuffing and I mean, flavour. tea, you and I both know this, is avid tea drinkers. Yes. That 
yeah, I mean, Jamie and I, we wash ourselves down with tea. Like, we baptize like I'm ourselves I'm drinking it. tea right now. We, like, if I could shower myself and bathe myself in tea. You know how people dream of, like, bathing themselves in diamonds? I mean, I'd do that anyway. That but seems like, pointy. I mean, it seems pointy, but you can get smooth diamonds. You can get them smoothed off. Oh, true. Yeah. Or would it just be real exfoliating? I would like to bathe in some tea. Like, imagine a berry tea bath. I just think it'd be fun. Oh, a like sip. a nice honey and sun's, like, rose and black tea bath. Um, You'd smell like Turkish delight. Imagine if you were super sunburned and, you'd be and you tanned. bathed in peppermint tea. Like you'd just be so cooled off and refreshed and yes. amazing. Like I just think a honey tea, tea bath bombs. Let's go. Shit, yeah. Like I just think it's so underrated. Like, Trademarked, patented. One hundred percent. Don't anyone steal our idea? Because tea bath Clearly, bombs. we're going into a tea bomb bath thing. I said that in the wrong order. Tea bomb bath dick. Tea bomb bath dick. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, welcome. That's our business name. <laughs> but anyway, I just think Jamie and I drink a lot of tea. So, like, tea wins, you know? So I'm not surprised that they were chucking some prunes and tea yeah. and being like, hey, hey, hey. it's wrapped in bacon. Yeah. Actually, Yum. someone was drinking tea and eating prunes. They dropped a prune in their tea and then were like, damn, that's actually tasty. Damn, girl, that's some good pruny tea. Yeah. Imagine if you drink the tea afterwards. It'd be super sweet. Like... It pruny, would. pruny tasting. Pruny tea. Mm. Mm. Delish. <laughs> Can't say I've tried it, but uh, wouldn't put it past me to give it a go. Give it a you'd, you'd try it with relish. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, while I'm still not sure about the horseback part, mm-hmm. that's the devil part and the angel part. And while they might be served as an entree now instead of at the end of a Victorian dinner party, I reckon devils and angels on horseback are kind of due a comeback. I completely agree with you on this. Like, I'm okay with Scotch Woodcock never coming back. Yeah, but I would love to try Devils and Angels on horseback because I would just give it a go because it's interesting to me. I wouldn't eat Angels on horseback because I'm not. You don't. I'm not a a mollusk eater. Yeah, but I'd give Devils on horseback a go because I love bacon. We need to make those too. Mm. Mm. And we need to make a clouty dumpling. A clouty dumpling. I would 100% eat a priest, like a big bowl of priest choker. Oh, hell yeah. I fucking love pasta. Oh my my husband's actually <sighs> making us pasta for dinner tonight. Yum, because you know what? When you asked me what I wanted for dins tonight, I had a little thought where I was like, mm, maybe some pasta. But then I was like, actually, I'm happy with whatever, but mm, pasta. Pasta. So that is very funny. Yeah. Um, he makes a great, like, red wine bolognese. Yum. It's going to be delicious. Oh, I'm so excited. Delish. And, like, perfect for this crappy weather we're having in New Zealand at the moment. Because it's autumn or fall. <laughs> if you're in the northern hemisphere. <laughs> That's what they call it in the northern hemisphere. Fall. Isn't I know. It? Yeah. Isn't it? it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Anyway. Um... That's us. Spring, summer, and winter all the same. Had to have a different name for autumn. Of course. I mean, why not, right? Because all the trees are deciduous. True. Ours are not so much. We're more the evergreen kind of, aren't we? Yeah. That's probably why we don't call it fall, because not all the leaves fall off. Nah. We're like, "Mm, come and go. Yeah. And some, some of them stay green, too. Yeah. And then some of them go all crisp and golden. Yeah. Great chat. Good chat. So, guys. Awesome. Let us know if you've tried these things, if you like them, what you think about them. If there's a food that you're like, guys, you have to talk about this. It's fucking hilarious. Mm. Rate, review, and subscribe on your listening devices. Devices. And 
programs of <laughs> you know, I was the trying way to you think listen to us. I paused because I couldn't remember the word for like a place where you listen to podcasts. And I just filled in the blank and was like, boom, <laughs> there we go. So uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and iHeartRadio. Yep. If you can rate, review, and subscribe us on anything. Also on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram for some great chats and some hideous food pictures. Yeah. And we, we would love-, love to see you anytime in our DMs. Just DM us. Just slide on in. Just like do an it. angel on horseback. <laughs> Just do it. Just uh, flap on in. Flap. Flap. Is that your angel noise? Yeah, well, I, I love I, it. I'm like, if the angel's on horseback, is the horse flying or is it running and the angel's just not using its wings at all? I think the angel's having a lazy day off, mate, and it's galloping angels. In. Yeah. It's got to give its little wings a rest. <laughs> all, right. all right. Over and out. Bye. Bye. Which button to press to stop it? Or maybe I'm afraid. Um I think it's this big red one. Okay. I don't think it did anything. Hello, hello, hello. Logan. Maybe press the square button at the top? Okay.